Welcome to Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Colina. It's time to address the issues that impact your lives and keep you from being who you were meant to be. Ladies, are you still hiding behind yourself or issues you just don't want to face? It's time to face them. I am here to help you face those issues holding you back. It's time to face those small fears and make big changes. Are you ready to get started? Well, hello there, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Let's Just Face It. Today is episode 30, Trauma Bonding. Why doesn't she just leave him? When we see people that are in toxic or abusive relationships, we often wonder why these people are still there. This happens because we see the relationship from the outside with no attachment to the situation whatsoever. Also, we see the situation from a clearer perspective because we're looking in. Not only that, but we're not going through the abuse and manipulation that this person is being subjected to. I used to think the same thing too. Why doesn't she just leave him? It's so obvious to me. Why can't she see it? In my younger days, I used to work at a department store. One day, the girl started talking about this lady that worked with us. She was being physically abused by her husband. It totally surprised me. And the first thing out of my mouth was, you know it. Why doesn't she leave him? We were also very young at the time. And it was very hard to understand much about this, but this was obvious to me, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. Not for her. She was trauma bonded. Have you ever heard about these stories where the people fall in love with their captors? That's part of the trauma bond. Trauma bonding is a psychological response to abuse. This happens when an abused person forms an unhealthy bond with their abuser, whether it's a narcissist, a toxic relationship, any kind of abuser. The person that is experiencing or is exposed to this abuse may develop a sympathy for the abuser. This becomes reinforced by cycles of abuse and then remorse. Trying to leave a toxic or abusive relationship comes with a lot to manage. Not only will you have to figure out how to proceed once you leave, it also plays a big part when you have to start planning where you're going, how will you support yourself, If this is something that you can't even do, thinking of the things that they will use against you, all of these might make you feel like you're tied to this person and it might make it hard or even impossible for some people to just break away. When I moved to Florida, I was left with no support system. It was him, the kids, and me. That is all. My main concern whenever I thought about leaving him was, how am I going to be able to afford living on my own here? Daycare alone was ridiculously expensive. I wasn't working with a steady income. I was only working based on commission. The fact that I moved here to be available to care for them would drastically change if I got a job. I kept thinking this was something that I could not do alone. The reality of it was that I had always been doing it all by myself anyways. He was also trying to tell me that he was the only reason why I made it to Florida. He told me that I couldn't live here if it wasn't with him. Like he was my support and without him, I couldn't do anything. He kept making me believe that I needed him, which at some point was true financially speaking, but it wasn't a reality in itself. This trauma bond comes from alternating kindness, intimacy, love, if you want to call it that, and abuse. That's why these relationships start off with the love bombing. They make you fall in love heavy and fast. 
And this also makes you harder to see the things when they come at you. You might realize at the first sign of abuse and feel all kinds of confused to the point that you can even dismiss it especially when he comes back and apologizes for this type of behavior or just tell you that he was upset, that he didn't mean it. So many different ways he could go about this just to make you feel like this was a one-time thing and it will never happen again. This was out of my personality and you will never see this again. The reason why this works is because of the good feeling you get when you remember when you fell in love. Those beautiful days when it all started thinking that this was what he was capable of. This is the part that is tying you down. Trauma bonding can happen with any abuser. Not only romantic abusers, not only relationship related. Trauma bonds can happen between a child and an abusive caregiver. Can happen between friends or colleagues, etc. And it can happen to just about anyone. People with these traits are more likely to have it happen to them. Number one poor mental health. Number two, low self-esteem. Number three, financial difficulties. Number four, no support system. Number five, past trauma. Number six, history of being bullied. And number seven, lack of personal identity. Do you want to know how to recognize trauma bonding? First of all, it's cyclical. This just means that is intermittent. It's on and off kind of deal. If these type of relationships were only bad in nature, people would not stick around. What makes this bond with the abuser is the fact that it happens in cycles between the love and the abuse. They occasionally make the effort to treat you good, depending on the kind of affection that they know you would respond to. Some are more attractive to getting gifts, others words of affirmation, or it's just simply some time alone with your partner. What this does in your brain is think that he's changing or that he has the capability to make the necessary changes. You start to believe that just because he's capable of these actions, that this will get better. We tend to keep those behaviors in the back of our minds until they come back and hurt you again. Number two, it can also feel that you're unhappy and you're even done with him, but you have no idea how to end things and move on. Number three, when you threaten him to leave, just looking for them to make promises of change that will never come true. This is you just looking for an excuse to leave when you don't want to leave. So you put up with whatever change you want him to promise to make, but you already know that he's not making it. Number four, your only excuse is to keep looking at the good side of the relationship. The good things they do, even if the bad outweigh the goods, you're always going to be looking at the good parts of the relationship that is keeping you from blocking the bad parts of the relationship. Number five, you feel the need to defend their behavior to other people. Have you ever been with somebody and all of a sudden your partner calls you and they start to scream or or make you feel bad on the phone call? and you're trying to act like it's all natural and everything is good, then when you hung up the phone, you have to explain yourself in case they might have heard the screaming or your face changed during the conversation. Yeah, that's your way of having to defend them to other people. Number six, you sacrifice your wants and needs to make them happy. Number seven, you believe that you can change them. Don't we all believe this? 
Number eight, friends and family aren't supportive of your relationship. It's one thing if your parents speak bad about your partners, but it's an entirely different story to have all your friends and family tell you that they don't like your partner and that they think that your relationship is no good. At first, you'll likely feel protective, as if they just don't understand. But the reality is that these people know you better than anyone, and they can see and have seen the change in your behavior you haven't even noticed. That's why listening to your friends and family and their concerns, it's vital to recognize that you might be in a toxic relationship that has led you to trauma bonding. Keep your eyes open for this one. When I started with my ex, no one liked him at the beginning, and I was having to defend him in front of everybody. I didn't understand what they didn't like him, but now I see that they were seeing things because they already knew me. At one point, I had my best friend's husband tell me, I haven't seen you smile in the longest time ever. This is not you. What is going on? And this has haunted me till this day, but I did not listen to him. I probably made up an excuse. I also remember, and this was a very big red flag, and I have no idea how I missed this. I went out with her and her husband, same two people that I was just talking about. We had been out for the night, and I just told them that I wanted to stop at my partner's job and just say a quick surprise and hello to him. As I walked by him, all smiley and giggling because I was there to surprise him, it was supposed to be something good and positive, this man looked like he wanted to spit fire. He looked so pissed off. It's like he wanted to flip the table that was right in front of him and make a big scene. I never understood why he was so mad. We just left. Then another day, I was at my grandma's, and when he got there, I had recently bought my car, and one of my friend's girlfriends was driving the car. When he got there, he got mad that she was driving my car. Of course, she did not like him either. Just like this, the list keeps getting bigger and bigger, and I would just find ways to defend him. I was always defending his actions to other people. I lost a lot of people, but I can say that I've gained most of them back, if not all of them. Playing all the roles for an abuser is also a very dangerous territory. If you find yourself doing all the things for them, this will bring them to take advantage of you. If you're the one doing the finances and answering their emails and taking care of the medical bills, and you're the one that wears all these hats... This in turn also develops an even stronger trauma bond because you feel that you need to be all these things for them. This is so true. Mine had me doing so many things. When I left, I knew that he would need me and he did. He even called me to ask me how he was supposed to use the washer and dryer. And yes, this is a true story. The guy I dated after him had me taking care of all his medical paperwork, taking care of making all the calls for his medical needs, his medical supplies, and help him fix his credit, amongst other things. I'm a very organized person. When you give me paperwork to deal with, I just love it. So I took it on. When I went no contact, I'm hoping this guy went crazy trying to figure it all out because it took me months to give him back the paperwork. Not my fault, by the way. But I also felt a relief from that responsibility. It felt good when I tried to help him, when I thought that he was being a good person. 
but it felt even better to let him figure it out. And on top of it all, him not knowing much English, I'm pretty sure that it was a puzzle that he had to deal with, but he probably found another supply to deal with it as well. Another thing, if you have experienced trauma in your childhood, you might be drawn to these types of relationships as an adult. This happens because it seems familiar to you. Your brain recognizes the ups and downs of these types of cycles, which also makes it harder for you to break them because your brain recognizes it as being something familiar. As with everything else, you first need to recognize these bonds exist. This is easier said than done, but it's a lot easier when you see from the outside looking in. So always have a support system to help you. I'm going to leave you with three tips that can help you break this bond. Number one, I love to journal. It helps me see things from a different perspective and it helps you see how you felt the day that you wrote it and then compare to the moment that you feel when you read it. Right now, I am trying to write about my toxic relationship and I had forgotten certain things that came back to me when I read them. I also see things differently from when I wrote them and even noticed certain feelings and actions that I didn't realize before. It's always good to journal your feelings and the things that you're going through and you have something to go back to when you're healing as well. Tip number two, talk to your friends, to your support system. Like I mentioned before, people see things differently when you're in them than when you're looking in. I didn't know it was abuse. I only knew that it was toxic and it was not good for my well-being. I never thought it was abuse. Other people saw it and told me a million different ways. You know what? They were right. But I only saw that when I was ready. Keep the conversations open and flowing. Make sure the people you are talking to understand you and listen. If people don't understand that you're being abused or they don't want to believe you when you tell them, these are not the people that you should be talking about because you need people to understand what you're going through and believe you. So make sure that your support system understands and they don't try to diminish what you are going through at this moment. Number three, the moment you decide to leave, you cut off completely. What this will do is disrupt the cycle and it will give you the chance to see what was happening. When I dated the second toxic guy, he always needed to show up and see me face to face whenever he felt he was losing his grip on me. He would love bomb me again and act however I needed him to act so he could convince me and keep me bonded to him. It wasn't until I decided to cut off completely that I was able to close that chapter of my life. Even when he tried to come back around, I had already seen the truth and there was no way that he could creep back in. Please don't let these experiences take a toll on your life. Try to understand what trauma bonding is, who is most at risk, and what are the common signs. You can recognize red flags and protect yourself from abusive partners and abusive people moving forward. If you have a support system, always rely on them and learn to listen. It's important that you don't let these things define you. The more you learn about them, the more you learn to work around them for the better of your mental health, your physical health, and your well-being. Before I leave, remember, facing small fears can lead to big changes. It has been a pleasure being with you here today. As always, thank you so much for joining us. And remember that you can share this episode with your friends and family. You can subscribe so you can get notifications when the next episode is up. 
and you can also review the show so you can help us reach more people. Thank you so much. Hope you have a blessed week. Take care. Bye-bye.